Welcome to Zichu Davsim. My name is Avram Goldhar, and today we're Masechus Psachim Dav Tezayin. So the three topics are going to focus on number one. A mission is brought on this Dav that states that Yosef ben Yosef each Tzareda testified on Mashkin Beis Mitbechayat Dachan about the Mashkin of the Beis Mikdash butchering place that they are Tahor. Rashi says that this means they do not become Tamei. Explains that the Mashkin mentioned are blood that would escape from the offering during slaughtering and water with which the meat would be washed after the butchering. Rav and Shmuel disagree on what Yosef ben Yuezer meant in his testimony. Rav said, Dachan Mabish, that the blood and water of the place of butchering are literally Tahor and are not Makabotuma at all. The Gemara explains that Rav said that Rav Yosef ben Yuezer holds that Tumas Mashkin is a Durabanan, and the rabbis were Gozer Tuma on Mashkin outside the base of Migdash, but in the butchering place they didn't enact this decree. Shmuel said, It means they are tower in the sense they are not metame other things, but they are subject to acquiring tuma themselves. According to Shmuel, Yosef ben Yuezer holds that Tumas Mashkin is a deraisa, in that the Mashkin itself can become tame, but being able to metame something else is only the Rabban. This the Rabban was a decree on Mashkin outside the base of Megdash, not inside. Point number two, the Gemara brings a number of challenges to Rav's opinion. The Mashkin are not Makamal Tumat of Madaraisa. Our Bryson states, For what does the Tzitz affect acceptance? For the blood, meat or chel of a carbon that became Tame. Bemba Shogeg, Bemba Maisie, whether invertently or deliberately, Bemba Onus, Bemba Ratzon, whether through a mishap or willingly, Bemba Yachi, Bemba Tzibor, and whether the offering was brought by an individual or by the community. This Bryce says that the blood of a carbon is Makabotuma. Clearly, then, Yosef ben Yuezer meant to exclude the Mashkin in the butchering place only from contaminating other things. For only this law is the Rabbanan. But Mashkin are Makabotuma Midaraisa. The Gemara answers that Mashkin are only Makabotuma Midarabanan. And this Bryce, which holds that the Rabbanan imposed Tuma susceptibility even upon the butchering place Mashkin, doesn't accord with the opinion of Yosef ben Yuezer. And point number three, as part of a challenge to Rav, the Gemara brings a statement from Rabbi Chiyabar Abu who said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, From where do we derive that the blood of Kajim is not Makshir? From the Pasuk regarding the blood of an animal that states, All ours tishbechen You shall spill it on the ground like water. This teaches that blood which may be spilled on the ground like water is Makshir like water does. But blood that may not be spilled on the ground like water, such as the blood of a carbon, which must be received in a kli and applied to the Mizbeach, is not Makshir. So once again, the three points are, Number one, a mission is brought on this stuff that states that Yosef ben Yoezer each Sarita testified a Mashkin basement Mechayat Dachan about the Mashkin of the base of Mikdash butchering place that they are Tahor. Rashi says that this means they do not become Tameh and explains that the Mashkin mentioned are blood that would escape from the offering during slaughtering and water with which the meat would be washed after the butchering. Rav and Shmuel disagree on what Yosef ben Yoezer meant in his testimony. Rav said, Dachan Mamish, that the blood and water of the place of butchering are literally Tahor and are not Makabal Tumah at all. The Gemara explains that Rav said that Yosef ben Yuezer holds that Tumas Mashkin is a Durabanan, and the rabbis were Gozer Tumah a Mashkin outside the base of Migdash, but in the butchering place they didn't enact this decree. Shmuel said, Dachan Mulatame Tumas Acherim. It means they are Tahor in the sense they are not Mitame other things, about Tumas Atzman Yeshem, but they are subject to acquiring Tumah themselves. According to Shmuel, Yosef ben Yoezer holds that Tumas Mashkin is a deraisa, in that the Mashkin itself can become Tameh, but being able to be Tameh something else is only the Rabbanan. This the Rabbanan was a decree on Mashkin outside the base of Migdash, not inside. Point number two, the Gemara brings a number of challenges to Rav's opinion. The Mashkin are not Makamba Tumah at all, but the Raisa. A Bryce that states, 
For what does the tzitz affect acceptance? For the blood, meat or cheov of a carbon that became tameh. Whether inadvertently or deliberately, whether through a mishap or willingly, whether the offering was brought by an individual or by the community. This price says that the blood of a carbon is makabotuma. Clearly then, Yosef ben Yuezer meant to exclude the mushkin in the butchering place only from contaminating other things, for only this law is the rabbanon. But mashkin are makabotumim with the raisa. The Gemara answers that mashkin are only makabotumim with the rabbanon, and this price which holds that the rabbanon imposed tumah susceptibility even upon the butchering place mashkin doesn't accord with the opinion of Yosef ben Yoezer. And point number three, as part of a challenge to rub, the Gemara brings a statement from Vichia Baraba, who said in the name of Yochanan, from where do we derive that the blood of Kachim is not Makshir? From the Pasuk regarding the blood of an animal that states, You shall spill it on the ground like water. This teaches that blood which may be spilled on the ground like water is Makshir like water does. But blood that may not be spilled on the ground like water, such as the blood of a carbon, which must be received in the Kli and applied to the Mizbeach, is not Makshir. All right, so now we go to our Simon for Dovtez Zayin, and the Simon is toes, toes. So here goes. The Kohen tiptoeing through the tower blood of the base mitbachaya was stopped by the Kohen Gadol wearing the tzitz to make sure he had a clea to receive the blood of a carbon and not let it spill on the ground. Once again, in slow motion. The Kohen tiptoeing, tiptoeing, that must be more on Dovtez the Kohen tiptoeing through the Tahor blood of the basement Mechaya, which reminds us that it's a Melchokas Rabbin Shmuel regarding what Yosef ben Yoazer meant when he said about the Mashkin of the basement Mechaya that they are Tahor. Rav said, Dachamamash, that they are literally Tahor and are not Makabotum at all, because he says Yosef ben Yoazer holds Tumas Mashkin is only the Rabban, which was enacted only outside the base of Migdash. Shmuel holds it means that they are Tahor in the sense they are not Metame other things. But they are subject to acquiring Tumor themselves. According to Shmuel, Yosef ben Yuazer holds that Tumor's Mashkin is a Deraisa, in that the Mashkin itself can become Tame. But being able to metame something else is only the Rabbanon. This Rabbanon was a decree on Mashkin outside the base of Migdash, not inside. So the Kohen tiptoeing through the Tahor blood of the base Midbachaya was stopped by the Kohen Gadol wearing the Tzitz, which reminds us that the Brisa that stated that the Tzitz is Marats for Dam Tame did not go in accordance with Yosef ben Yuazer. So the Kohen tiptoeing through the tower blood of the basement Mechai was stopped by the Kohen Gadol wearing the tzitz to make sure he had a cleat to receive the blood of a carbon and not let it spill on the ground. Which reminds us that we derive that the blood of Kachim is not Makshir from the Pasuk regarding the blood of an animal that states, You shall spill it on the ground like water. This teaches that blood which may be spilled on the ground like water is Makshir, like water does. But blood that may not be spilled on the ground like water, such as blood of a carbon which must be received in a kli and applied to the Mizbeach, is not Makshir. So once again, the Kohen tiptoeing through the Tahor blood of the basement Mechaya was stopped by the Kohen Gadol wearing the tzitz to make sure he had a cleat to receive the blood of a carbon and not let it spill on the ground. All right, now it's time for a four-blot back Chazara. Dafyid base. So the Simran Dafyid base is 12 brothers, 12 brothers. So here goes. The 12 brothers, 12 brothers, that must mean we're on Dafyid base. The 12 brothers who owned a diner who were peppered with seven questions, which reminds us, the Gemara brings a Mishnah from Sanhedrin Daf Mem Amanah that states that in regard to witnesses who testify that they saw someone kill, the court would check the trustworthiness of each witness with seven questions about when and where they saw the killing. During which Mitzah cycle, which year of the Shemitah cycle, which month of the year, which day of the month, which day of the week, which hour of the day, in which place. 
These questions are in a category called Chakiros. There are other questions, Chabadikos, which Rashi explains are such questions as, what did he kill with, a sword or an axe? The Gemara on Ardav asks what the practical difference is between Chakiros and Badikos and answers that regarding Chakiros, if one witness answers that he doesn't know, their testimony is disqualified. Because it's testimony that cannot be refuted through Hazama. Since the second set of witnesses will be unable to prove his testimony was false by testifying he was somewhere else at the time of the crime. If one of the witnesses cannot answer one of the Bedikos, their testimony is still accepted, since their testimony can be refuted through Hazama. Rashi explains that whether the accused was wearing black clothes or white ones has no bearing on the time and location of the offense. So the twelve brothers who owned a diner were peppered with seven questions about the patrons who came for breakfast throughout the morning, which reminds us the Gemara brings up rights that list the times that different people eat in the morning. Shalrishono Machaludim. The first hour of the day is when a cannibal tribe called the Ludim eat because they're gluttons. Shnia Machalistim. The second hour is when thieves eat, who are also gluttons but get up later since they're up at night. Shlishis Machal Yorshim. The third hour is when inheritors eat since they do not have to work. Revis Machapolim. The fourth hour is when workers eat because they have to carry out their work first. Chamishis Machal Tamid Chachamim. The fifth hour is when Tamid Chachamim eat since they're busy learning they should wait until the last possible time. Shishis Machaladim. The sixth hour is when all other people eat. The Brisa concludes, One who eats past this hour is like one who throws a stone into a leather sack. Rashi and Shabbos and Duff Yud Amonov explains this to mean either that it's harmful for the body or that it's not harmful for the body, but it's not helpful either. Abai said this was stated only the low time meeting with when he did not eat anything at all in the morning. However, if he ate something in the morning, this doesn't apply. So the twelve brothers who owned a diner who were peppered with seven questions about the patrons who came for breakfast throughout the morning recognized the picture of the suspect, but some said he came before Nate's, and others said he came at the beginning of Nate's. Which reminds Rav Simbarashi said that the Mishnah sin had regarding a discrepancy in testimony was only taught by shows, regarding discrepancies in the hours of the day. However, if one witness testifies that he saw someone kill before the rising of the sun, and one witness testifies that he saw the person kill after the sun rose, Edus and Betela, their testimony is disqualified. The Gemara asks that this is obvious since people do not get confused between these two time periods. The Gemara changes the wording to Abal Echad Omer Kodem Anetzachama, Ve'echad Omer Betoch Anetzachama, Edus and Betela. However, if one witness testifies that he saw something before the rising of the sun, and one witness testifies that he saw something during the rising of the sun, which Rashi explains to mean at the beginning of the sun's rising, their testimony is disqualified. The Gemara says that this too is obvious and then clarifies that one might have thought that they're saying the same thing and the one who said it occurred at Nate's was present at the glow before sunrise and it was merely a radiance he saw and he mistakenly thought the sun was already rising. Rav Simbarashi is coming to say that no one would make such a mistake. Daf Yud Gimel. So the similar Daf Yud Gimel is a Bar Mitzvah boy. So here goes. The Bar Mitzvah boy. Bar Mitzvah boy. That must be more Daf Yud Gimel. The Bar Mitzvah boy who ran through the crowd of marketplace Arab Pesach looking for guests to eat his family's chametz, which reminds us, it was time to brace that when the 14th falls on Shabbos, Mavarinus Akomu Fnea Shabbos, we dispose of everything before Shabbos, with sorfing trumas tameos tuyos utahoros, and we burn chametz truma foods that are tame, suspended, and tahor, and we'll leave over enough tahor food for two meals, enough to eat through the first four hours of the day. These are the words of Elazar ben Yehuda Ishbartosa, who said in the name of Yeshua. The Chami said to him that the tahor truma should not be burned, for perhaps people can eat them, will be found. Melezer said they looked for people to eat the chametz but couldn't find them, so there's no point to holding on to it. They replied that perhaps they stayed overnight outside the wall. He responded that in that case they shouldn't burn the Suffolk Tami Truma since Eliyahu might come and rule that their tower. And they responded that we have a tradition, Shein Eliyahu Ba, Lobarvi Shabbasos, Lobarvi Yomitovim, Ifnei Torah. 
that Eliyahu would not arrive Erev Shabbos or Erev Yanta because of difficulties it would impose on people to have to interrupt their preparations to greet Eliyahu. So the Bar Mitzvah boy ran through the crowd of marketplace Erev Pesach looking for guests to eat his family's chametz, bumped into a man with chametz leaking out of his bag. Which reminds Rav Nachman said in the name of Rav that the halachas of Rabbi Yehuda that we suspend the chametz during the fifth hour and that it cannot be eaten, but it does not need to be destroyed. The Gemara cites that support Rav Nachman from an incident with Yochanan Chalkukah, who was given a saddlebag full of chametz as a deposit. When mice pierced the bag of Pesach and the chametz was leaking out, he asked Rebbe what he should do, and he was told to wait during the first four hours. Rush explains that the owner might come and eat the chametz before it becomes prohibited. In the fifth hour, Rebbe told him to sell it to the market. The Gemara initially assumes and then confirms that Rebbe meant he should sell it to Nachim in accordance with Rebbe Yehuda, who holds chametz is prohibited after the fourth hour. So the bar mitzvah boy who ran through the crowd of marketplace Arab Pesach looking for guests to eat his family's chametz bumped into a man with chametz leaking out of his bag who was peering through his binoculars at the two chalas psulos placed on top of the itztaba. Which reminds the Mishnah and Daf Yudah Alfan Bey say that two pasal chalas that were brought with the karm toda are placed on the itztaba, a bench on the harabais. As long as they were placed here, everyone ate chametz. When one was removed, they would suspend chametz, meaning they wouldn't eat it or burn it. When both were removed, they burned the chametz. The Gemara on base here asked how they became puzzled, and Rabbi Hanina said, Because there were so many Toda offerings brought the day before, they became invalidated by being left overnight. The Gemara goes on to explain that Toda offerings were not brought ere Pesach when chametz is still permitted. We may not expose offerings to a situation where they will become puzzled. Daf Yudalit. So the simmer Daf Yudalit is hands. We use a juggler in the simmer. So here goes. The Tame juggler. Juggler. That must be more in Daf Yudalit. The Tame juggler juggling pieces of shlishi meat with rishon meat, which reminds us, the next Mishnah and the following seven blood are known as the Sugiya of Rabbi Chanina Skana Kohan because the Mishnah opens with the following statement. Rabbi Chanina Skana Kohan said, Mimem shal kohani lo nimnu melisrof as a baser shenitma bevladatuma ima baser shenitma ba'avatuma. In all the days of the Kohanim, they never refrained from burning meat of Kajim that had become Tame from a Vladatuma, making the meat of Shani, together with the meat of Kajim that had become Tame from an Avatuma, making the meat of Risham. Afopisho Mosifim Tumal Tumasu, even though by doing so they added a degree of Tuma to its previous Tuma. Rashi explains that since the meat was being burned away, the Kohanim weren't concerned about an increase in the Tuma. The Gemara begins by asking what Tuma is added since a Shani that touches a Rishon remains a Shani. Rav Yudah said, vlad shlishi. Here we're dealing with meat that became tame through a sheni, making it a shlishi, and by burning it together with a rishon, raises it to a sheni, and Rabbi Chanina holds its mutter to make a shlishi into a sheni. So the tame juggler juggling pieces of shlishi meat with rishon meat, while chomping on wet seeds touched by a sheretz, which reminds us, the Gemara persists in questioning how the degree of tuma was increased, since food cannot be matame food as it was taught in a brisa. It might be thought that a food can be matame food. The Torah therefore states, But if water has been placed on a seed, and then their carcass, referring to a sheritz, falls upon it, it is tame. The phrase, it is tame, implies that the seed itself is tame, but it cannot make something else of its nature, meaning another food, tame. Therefore, when one burns meat, that is a shlishi, together with meat, that is a rishon, what tuma is being added? The Gemara concludes that although a food cannot be matame another food, midaraisa, it can be matame midarabandan. Rabbi Chini was teaching that one can burn the shlishi meat with risho meat even though it becomes asheni midarabandan. So the tame juggler juggling pieces of shlishi meat with risho meat while chomping on wet seeds touched by a sheritz wowed the crowd when he balanced a lamp of trum oil on top of the point of an avatuma sword. 
that was perched on the tip of his nose. Which reminds us that in the Mishnah, Rabbi Kiva added, In all the days of the Kohanim, they never refrained from lighting truma oil from a tful yom, who's a sheni, making the oil a shlishi, in a lamp that had become tamri from one who become tamri from a corpse, making the lamp a rishon, even though it added a degree of tuma to its previous tuma. The Gemara asks what Rabbi Kiva is adding, since it's the same case of a shlishi being touched by a rishon to become a sheni, like Rabbi Chinina's case. You'd answer that we're dealing with a metal lamp, of which the Torah teaches, of cherub, the body of someone felled by a sword. Cherub haru kachala, a sword or any metal utensil, that touches a dead body is itself like the body in regard to tuma, and becomes an avi tuma. If it touches a person who touched a corpse, it becomes an avatuma like the person. Bekiva holds that truma, which is a shishi, may be made into a rishon when it touches the lamp, which is an avatuma. Dav Tezvav. So the similar Dav Tezvav is a fruit bowl. So here goes. The winemaker dashed and grabbed his tummy fruit bowls. Fruit bowls, that must be more on Dav Tezvav. The winemaker dashed and grabbed his tummy fruit bowls to capture truma flowing out of the broken cask of the wine press, which reminds us, in the Mishnah and Dav Yud Dalit Amad Av, Rabbi Meir said, from their words, we learn that we may burn tahor chametz of truma with tame chametz of truma ere pesach. The Gemara and Daf Yud Dalit Amad Beis asked, from whose words? After rejecting the first suggestion, Rabbi Meir was referring to the words of Rabbi Chanina. The Gemara brings Rabbi Shlakish, who said in the name of Bar Kapara, the Rabbi Meir was referring to the words Rabbi Yeshua brought later in the Mishnah, who says that one may burn suffix tame truma chametz with tame chametz. Rabbi Meir derived his rule from a teaching of Rabbi Yeshua in a Mishnah from Trumos, in which Rabbi Yeshua disagrees with Rabbi Lezer in a case where a cask of Truma wine broke in the upper vat of a wine press, and the lower reservoir contains chulun wine that is Tameh. If one's not able to salvage a revius of Truma in a state of Tahara because he has no Tahor vessel, Rabbi Lezer says, the Truma should be allowed to flow down and contaminate the chulun, and one should not contaminate with his own hand by taking a Tameh vessel, even though he would save the chulun. Rabbi Yeshua said, He may even be metame the truma with his own hand by capturing the truma in a tummy vessel. Thus, we see that where truma is about to be rendered unusable, Rabbi Yeshua allows even contaminating it with his own hand. So the winemaker dashed and grabbed his tummy fruit bowls to capture truma flowing out of the broken cask of the wine press to save his expensive chun below, which reminds us, in response to Rabbi Meir and the Mishnah, Rabbi Yossi said, Amida. It's not analogous, referring to Rabbi Yeshua permitting one to capture tummy wine in a vessel from the broken cask, even though he's metame with his hands, to the case of permitting one to burn suffolk tummy truma chametz with tummy chametz. The Gemara asks, Mida umidahi. It is perfectly analogous. The Gemara answers, Ashani hasim de ekafsed chulun. No, it's different because there's the consideration of the loss of chulun in the reservoir. Rabbi Yeshua allows being metame the truma with his hands in order to preclude a monetary loss if the truma was mixed with the chulun. In the case of burning Suffolk Tame Truma Chametz, he might forbid being Matame with his own hands, even where it's about to be destroyed. So the winemaker dashed and grabbed his Tame fruit bowls to capture Truma falling out of the broken cask of the wine press to save his expensive chulun below, while everybody outside was tossing their tower Chametz of Truma into the fire with the Tame Chametz at the seventh hour. Which reminds us, Rabbi Yassi said in the name of Yochanan, Malchokas Beshesh of Abishabi Divir Kol Sorfim, the Malchokas Ben Rabbi Yassi Rimir pertains only during the sixth hour every Pesach when Chametz is Asimid Rabbanan. The Rabbi Mir permits burning the tower Chametz of Truma with the Tameh, and Rabbi Yossi forbids it. But during the seventh hour of the day and later, all agree that we may burn them together. Rashi explains that Rabbi Yossi concedes that once Chametz is forbidden, Midaraisa, 
we may burn the Torah chametz of Truma with the Tame, since it's tantamount to Tame Truma. All right, now it's time for a pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one. Which stuff do we learn from the incident of Yochanan Chukka? The Rebbe holds that Yehuda, the chametz becomes prohibited after the fourth hour. That's on Dav. Yud Gimel. Good. Number two. Which stuff do we learn the difference between Chakiros and Bedikos? That's on Dav. Yud Beis. Good. Number three. Which stuff do we learn that Dam Kachim is a Maksha from the Pasuk of Arts the Shbechen That's on Dav. Tazayin. Good. Number four. Which stuff do Rabbi Shu permits being Matami Truma with one's hands in the case of the broken cask of Truma about to flow into Chuan? That's on Dav. Tazvav. Good. Number five. Which stuff do we learn from the Pasuk of Bechal Cherev? We learn that a metal clay takes on the same degree of Tuma as a mace or of a person who is an Avatuma. That's on Dav. Yadad. Good. Number six. Which stuff do we learn every degree that's mutter to burn Tower Truma Chametz with Tame Chametz at the seventh hour? That's on Dav. Tezvav. Good. Number seven. Which of the one why Rabbi Yehuda was concerned that one might come to eat chametz after the bedika, but not chadash before the omer was brought? That's on Dav. Yudav. Good. Number eight. Which of the one that the Gemara leaves the question as a take of one needs to climb up a ladder to remove chametz from a ceiling beam? That's on Dav. Yud. Good. Number nine. Which of the one that the bracer that says that seats is maratza for tame blood is not in accordance with Rabbi Yosi ben Yoezer? That's on Dav. Tezayin. Good. And number 10. Wish that they learned from the Pasuk of Kiyut and Maim that food cannot be matame food Midaraisa. That's on Duff. Yudal. Excellent. All right. So that concludes our pop quiz. This is Rabbi Ram Goldson. Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.